Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You know what's so great about Tom's apologies? He's not sorry. Yeah. He doesn't really invite people over or, or into conversation like with James or with Sheena. He doesn't really think it's going to be an apology moment for him. He thinks they're just going to sit down and once they see each other, be like, yeah, right? Crazy. And then when they say like, okay, well, you know, you should apologize. He's like, I already apologized. I already did. Okay. What do you want? Remember what you've done to me? Remember what all these other things were? Okay. You know, Jack's well, I was going to say Jack's at least fake apologize, but he also wasn't very good at apologies. So I don't know what I was thinking there. So yeah. Um, and then I was also just, literally, I was like, but Tom's smarter than Jack's. Is he? I don't know. Jack's really is, he's dumb on a different level, but Tom's so dumb. Okay, so stupid. Tom. <sighs> Tom, it takes some balls. It takes a, it, it, it's, um... It takes a complete lack of shame, I guess. That's the word. Not balls. Lack of shame. Lack of shame. To continue going to where they're filming and just do a scene off to the side. For example, the uh, Sir scene. They had on the call sheet, like, all the cast is going and no one wants to film with Tom, either Tom. But then Tom Sandoval's like, well, then I'll go with, Ch with Kyle. We'll just sit at a table off to the side, not talk to anybody. <laughs> okay, damn. Tom's like, I will not lose this job. I will not be pushed out of this job because what you guys don't know is that Ariana was super fucking mean to me. Doesn't that make you feel bad for me now that I had to put up with that? Do you see how she talked to Schwartz? It was like that all the time. Don't ask me what I said in order to get her to say shit like that to me because that's not important. What's important is that she wasn't nice to me all the time. And then I didn't know what to do with that. So I, I I had no choice but to do what I did. I'm not saying I had no choice, okay? I'm just like it was wrong. But like, right, guys, don't you see what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> I feel like I just channeled Tom. It's a very scary place being in that, in that place of Tom. Whoa. He really, really does not see that he's done anything wrong. He's Tom is not... The villain in Tom's mind, that is for sure. He's the victim in his mind. You know who else is the victim in their mind? 
<laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, I think we should just get into it now, though, right? Fuck yeah, let's do it. I don't know what that was. So Tom has to, he has to tell Schwartz, like, I can't believe, like, yeah, James already left, man. He's like, James goes, are you sorry for the ultimate betrayal? I'm like, ultimate betrayal? And then I feel like he's looking at Schwartz, kind of testing him, kind of figuring out what Schwartz says. And then Schwartz fails the test because then Schwartz goes, you should have said yes. And Tom's eyes get weird. Tom has the freakiest eyes. He, he They get really wide, but he cannot make eye contact. And so he's like, I mean, because it's he knows. He knows he's deflecting. I mean, when he did that shit with Kristen and Schwartz, oh, God, here, oh, man, oh, man, not the way to go. Tom goes, no, listen to me for a second. James literally did the exact same thing to me, only way worse. That's my ex and that's oh he goes and that's my ex and he's fucking her in my bed using my condoms this man when he said that at the reunion that first time and andy got excited andy was like whoa that i feel like tom has been on this same loop whenever it's convenient for him since then whenever it's convenient for him either against Kristen. Or against James, he brings it up. This is not the first time he's brought this up and like thrown it in James's face. It, I don't think, I really don't think it is. So his, we love saying the line, with my condoms. He loves that line. He's, it really, it drove a, po- a point home to Andy. So he's like, whenever I say that, people think it's a big deal. But if you really want to start going back and forth and comparing, it just doesn't work. And I don't, I, I don't want to, but I'm going to for the sake of it. You can't really compare the two times because he had known James for five months at that point, and they've now known each other for, what, 10 years? So it's a little different there. The bed and the condoms, all very terrible. James was also very young, and Kristen and James were very tumultuous together, but so were Tom and Kristen. And as much as he wants to be like, James and I, we're going to be in this band together and whatever, I have a feeling James is probably using Tom just to get on the show and probably had no plans of doing a lot of music with Tom because let's face it. So it's just, that's different in the bed. Also it's like, okay, this is before they had houses and money. So just, she was just different. So the, the, it's not the same, but also I feel like he forgot that Raquel or Rachel was James's ex. So it, it's just not the fucking same dude. It's just not Schwartz wants to be harder on Tom here. He wants, he goes, I'm just saying for future conversations, that's not going to be the only time someone comes at you. And I feel like if you get really upset every time, it's going to have a negative impact on your life. That was the, I feel like what he, what, what he was about to say, but then he realized he was in the presence of crazy Sandoval with the eyes. He was wanted to be like, I'm just saying, dude, people are going to come at you with this shit and you cannot be saying that. You cannot be throwing it, throwing out old shit like it, like it matters, but instead, he's like, eh, abort. I'm, I am not going to get anywhere if I even say that. It's true. You don't get through to a Tom Sandoval or a Tom Schwartz, to be clear. You really don't. But Tom Sandoval, definitely not. Meanwhile, emo night is going on. I didn't realize until until they were walking in, but James and uh, um, 
alley. They were literally on their way to emo night and just stopped by Tom's. Okay. Got it. What's inter- What's even funnier about this is the whole cast clearly booked for the emo night. They they had this on the call sheet on the schedule. Tom Sandoval knew he would not be invited. So he decides to throw a whole like tandem birthday party to like test people, which is what he did. He tests to see if James will show up. He tests to see if Schwartz will show up. And production has to be in two places at once because Tom's like, well, I'm not going to be left out, which, okay, fine, dude, fine. It doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing you do matters. That's even, that's the worst part. Nothing matters. It is a tough sell um, to be like, James, it's totally cool that you were willing to go talk to Sandoval uh, because he was telling people to go throw tomatoes at Tom. He did really get in on that. I mean, they all did. It was, they were all hype on it. Um, so it is a little interesting. It is, a, it is, it, they kind of just skirt by it because nothing good came out of it. But what if he had gone and been like, we had a great conversation actually. That I can't even imagine that happening as I say, as I say that because Tom's not going to have a great conversation with them. Tom's not going to be like, I really, I just can't believe I did that to you guys. I can't believe I lied to you guys the whole time. I can't, you know, I, it's, it was such a horrible thing that I did. That's not ever going to come out of Tom's mouth. He's always going to start it with, first he's going to start it with like a silly little thing to say. Then he's going to be like, yeah, I guess I feel kind of bad. But like you, you know, James, James, when he tells him that Tom brought up Kristen, Ariana goes, well, now he has no one around him who will give him honest feedback. It's just yes people. So they keep cutting to Tom talking to different people at the party. It's just just amazing they had this footage because it completely proves the point. Cut to him telling, telling Kyle. And also when you do what he did to me in the past, you can't come at people so hypocritically. And then cut to him with Jason. When you do what he did to me, you lose your right to act so fucking like that. And then Jason going, yeah, but he came in here so hot. Okay. Then cut to Tom telling Billy and one other one of their other friends, wiping his dick off with my shirt after they just had sex. And of course, Billy like, oh, I've never heard that story like 20,000 times before. Because you know he tells that story all the goddamn time. All the goddamn time. You know, he has been pity partying himself. They're one to talk, man. When I first met James, like he goes into, it's like a bit he does. But, you know, party friends let you repeat stories, right? While um, the girls go on and are performing for emo night, it's really cute because James is so hype and into it. And he's like, look at Katie. Look at Katie. He like loves seeing Katie up there having the time of his life. Their connection is so amazing. You know who's also great? And I'll, I'll, I'll keep getting into this as we keep going. Katie and Ariana. I love the two of them together. One could argue they're both a little grumpy cat together. And from one grumpy cat to another, I like that. They are, they don't have the Toms. And in the, like the Toms actually got between them a lot as friends, you know, because one Tom will be on this side of something, whatever. Uh-uh. Sheena does the yelling track to good as gold. And in her, in her, in her interview, her confessional, she's like, I never wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be like Gwen Stefani, Fergie, you know, with all the guys in the band with me. Well, I'm like both Gwen Stefani and Fergie, I would consider pop stars. Um, but also of course you wanted to, you wanted to be with all the guys <laughs> in the band. 
Nothing would have made Sheena happier than to perform with a bunch of guys that like have to hang out with her and be her friend and make her the center of attention. (laughs) Her epic favorite of all time. Tom talks to Billy, though, and he talks about how he's sad he hasn't heard from Rachel. Billy has the nerve to go, I feel like she abandoned you. What? She's in a mental health facility. What the hell are you talking about? Billy's like, yeah, like, we'll be at a comedy show and you're running out the door for her. You're at her beck and call. I'm like, okay, bitter. Like, say you've secretly wanted Tom this whole time without saying it. Pia called that for sure. Pia called that uh, a while ago. And this is just, it was, she told on herself. It is so obvious that that's what the problem is here. She's like, and then she goes, have you connected with her or seen her? Honey, he literally just told you he hasn't. So you're not even listening. You're just saying things you know he wants to hear. Because that's the whole point of what he just fucking said. He said, I feel bad I haven't heard from her. Hello? And then Billy gets all extra desperate. Now it's focusing on your healing. Not a fucking girl. That's the journey that we're on, you know? Oh, we're on it? We're on a girl. Mm-mm. This episode of She Speaks Bravo is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. That's huge. The team at Wild Grain just sent me a new box. So much delicious stuff inside. Let me tell you about it. The croissants. Hands down, the best croissant I've ever eaten in my entire life. No doubt about it. They also gave me the pastas that they're known for. Super easy. There's no thawing required. That's happened a lot where I've gotten subscription boxes that are frozen and you have to thaw it out. I don't think ahead. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. And if you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have that. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks to start your subscription, you heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks. That's wildgrain.com slash she speaks, or you can use promo code she speaks at checkout. All right, next day, Lisa goes to pump to look at the the place all packed up and ready to be taken out. And she sits in the middle of the garden and calls Ken and gives us a great scene about how maybe I changed my mind. And he's like, well, you can. He was a little confused. He's like, what? Why? But then she goes, but we would stay if they weren't raising the rent. It just makes me think she set up this whole scene to say that line. Only because the, you know, the landlord has since come out and said, we never raised the rent. Okay, but then Sandoval comes with a bouquet of flowers. And they sit and they talk. And she's like, oh, you're still living in that house. It's crazy. She does say the gentlemanly thing to do would be to move out of there, give her space. And Tom goes, or one of us can keep it. Because it's a great house. I put a lot of work and money into it. I've already had my real estate agent talk to Ariana. I sent her a letter of intent over a month ago. What else am I supposed to do? I am sorry. I'm with Ariana here. I don't want him staying in that house either. That's way too easy. 
way too easy. It's kind of like what he wanted, if you think about it. His ideal scenario, if they broke up, was that he would keep the house. And then if, let's say, it didn't come out the way it did, he'd have Rachel coming over and staying there. So this is kind of exactly what he wanted. It's just the long route to get there. And no, you don't get to stay there, buddy. Forget it. Evict his ass. So Lisa goes, what's the way forward with you? And Tom, he... He doesn't, he gets asked this one question, what's the way forward with you? And he gets that super tense tone in his voice, that super defensive, Lisa, I'm trying to figure this out. This is a lot for me, okay? <laughs> Lisa's like, well, you created it. I created it, but it's still a lot, Lisa. My friend Allie died and I have Sheena hitting me up like, oh, I'm sorry if you need anything. Meanwhile, same day, she's starting rumors about me and Billy you know what I need from you, Sheena? I need you to take a day off from dragging my name through the dirt. Let's kick Tom when he's down. Let's kick Raquel when she's down. Let's have this guy on my podcast talk about these sexual things. That's Nima. Okay. So I think I've talked about this. Nima and I actually, uh, we didn't go to high school together, but he was a junior when I was a freshman. Uh, and he went to the all-boys school. I went to an all-girls school. And I actually went to his senior prom with him. We connected again recently, about like a year ago, maybe even more. Yeah, probably even more than that now. And I don't want to bash him too much here on this podcast because, you know, we have we, we got a history. And I think he is a good guy. But I also think he's someone who fancies himself a good guy and is actually somewhat toxic. <laughs> And I've told him as such. I will say that. I did. We we have a history. And if he's listening, hi, Nima. Not trying to hate on you too much. But I did get the ick from his from the episode he did with Sheena. From both of them, though, honestly. It was not because he was saying too much about Rachel, though. That's not what I was thinking. I wasn't like, ooh, I don't think he should be talking about this. It was just more um, just general. Like, I didn't love the conversation. I just don't all love it. Um and they and they also got on a lot of tangents about like how they know each other and just how great they are. I don't know. It's it not the best one. But Tom has a tendency to remember things in like a really warped way. So I don't want to give too much credence to what he says. I vaguely remembered him saying something about Rachel wanting to have sex on Sheena's bed. I vaguely recall that. Um, I did go to listen to it again. I mean, I didn't listen really. I skimmed it and I might have missed it, but I didn't hear it anymore. So I feel like it's possible Sheena edited it out or Tom is genuinely like not the best at facts. So I kind of don't know if he's if he's exaggerating. But another thing that's hard about – um, I, okay, actually, I might side with Tom on this. If she, if Sheena did ask, well, but I don't know. Sheena was getting a lot of hate for saying shit about Rachel that was true. Like Sheena was sharing information about when they lived together or when she lived with her and stuff. Um, uh, and people were calling her a liar and being like, oh, you're just saying all this because now all this has come out and you're trying to distance yourself or something. But I think Nima was genuinely trying to come on and defend Sheena against that. I think that's... That is the energy I got from it. And when Sheena described it as such, I was like, okay, yeah, that's the vibe I got. But is that even great? I don't know. Um, Okay, Tom is throwing a fit at this point with Lisa. Like a full-on fucking fit. And he's like, I just want to move on. It's been three months, bro. 
And Lisa goes, don't you think you could? And he goes, stop attacking me. This is my life. He's yelling. And then she actually yells back, have some remorse. I am. They got into it. And he's just, he looks like a child throwing a little fucking tantrum. And then he drops the suicide bomb. And I don't not believe him. I don't not think that that's where his head was at. Um, I think that there's a bit of weaponizing going on in it now. Um, because he, I don't think he's saying he is currently having suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation. He's saying he was. I hate saying that it feels like he's weaponizing it, but it does. It doesn't feel like he's concerned at this moment, but he's just saying that to let people know how bad it got. I don't doubt it got bad. I really don't. And I think it would have been a very, very sad tragedy if he had um, killed himself. It would. It would have been a tragedy. Um, But he's... The way he's throwing it out there with someone, especially like Lisa, because of Lisa's brother, I don't know. It's hard for me not to feel like this isn't manipulative on his part. But I don't want to take away the – like, he is sad, but he's also not sad for the right reasons. That sounds fucked up, like I'm telling him how to feel. But, like, he's not sad that he hurt Ariana or anything like that. He's sad because he's the victim in all of this, you know? Like, he just feels that bad for himself. Oh, it's really hard. It's really dark. It's dark and it's hard to go down this road. I'm going to get off this topic. I don't want to talk about it. Shaking it up. Sheena and Katie go to lunch. They go to lunch at this place called Taisho. And this restaurant is packed. Packed. Like, they got. I, there's a busser in the background who's, like, wiping a table. And he just looks exhausted. Like, either the lunch rush just happened or they're in it. It's a lot. Um, all we really, nothing really interesting happens in this scene. Uh, Katie started to date Sheena, or Sheena, Kevin, sorry, Sheena's, one of the Sheena, Sheena bandmates or whatever he is. I think he's in his own band. I think they were on Watch What Happens Live. And Sheena performs with them, you know. Uh, but that's who Katie's dating. And it was a cute convo, but nothing really worth writing down in the grand scheme of things. So moving on from that. Schwartz brings one of the dogs, I think he brings Butters to uh, Vanderpump Dogs, and he talks about his brother a little bit more. And I don't know if I just missed this part, but I didn't realize that Bert actually was struggling with alcoholism. Uh, He has cirrhosis. It's that bad. He's in rehab, but then he had to be rushed to the hospital because he has cirrhosis. And apparently he got jumped outside, outside of a club, and that just changed him forever. And... That's and that's Schwartz. Schwartz goes. That's when his dependency for alcohol started. Why does Schwartz say alcohol like that? Alcohol. You'll never unhear it. When like he has no accent until he says alcohol. My relationship with alcohol. I gotta stop. Okay. Lisa says that the punishment doesn't fit the crime with Sandoval. Maybe I wouldn't feel that way if Ariana wasn't living her best life. But honestly, I will say, look, the mob mentality was real. So I could understand that perception, so to speak. It was a bit extreme, but this was a first little red flaggy poo here for the way Lisa's like, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. They discuss their concerns for Sandoval taking his own life, but then Lisa bestows Schwartz with the task of getting everyone to agree to go to Tahoe, where they're opening Wolf by Vanderpump. 
Lisa even said, she goes, as a friend, you need to try and change this narrative. Like, what the fuck? As a friend, you're putting Schwartz, he fucked Schwartz over too, lady. Okay, he's good. As a friend, I don't know if Schwartz wants to do that. But Schwartz can't say no, so he will. So then later at See You Next Tuesday, Schwartz kind of like crashes. Like he walks in and starts hugging everyone. And Lala goes, are you just popping in or were you invited? <laughs> He's like, look, I actually, this makes me feel more welcomed. I'll take this over indifference. And I, I kind of understood that. He's like, she's acknowledging my presence. So Schwartz goes, I actually brought you something, Lala. I brought you these I think it's a juice shot. I think it's just like an herb juice shot or something because he's sober curious. And Allie is too. So Allie's also not drinking. And then Sheena is currently sober three weeks. So what an interesting vibe for this this crowd. That's how much Scandaval shook them up. That's how much it did. That James doesn't drink. Allie's sober curious. Katie looks like she's really cut down. Although Katie's the only one that's like, I'm still drinking. I don't know. I'm fine. Um, Ariana too. But that's a lot. That's a lot for this group, right? Tom comes in with Kyle and they get a table off to the fucking side. And then Tom says in his interview that I I took in what Lisa said and I'm ready to be humble and apologetic. (laughs) You're not. No, you're not, dude. What are you talking about? Ariana does give us a slightly cringe interview bite that they didn't need to keep in. They all, they make them say shit, so I'm not going to hold it against her too much. But she's like, I don't even need to see my ex. Peace out, dude. You fucking suck. I'm like, okay. Look, I'll, I won't hold it against her. I won't hold it against her. They're making her talk too much. They're making her like, how do you feel about Tom being there? She's like, how the fuck do you think I feel? And it really does. It takes balls to sit at a ta- delusion Sorry, to sit at a table nearby, the near the cast, not with them, near them, in the same building. Jesse, though, the server, he goes over to Tom's table, and they clearly, like, it was a whole thing. Because he's like, yeah, I've been worried about you, uh, but Tom is like, I'm sorry for the collateral damage. So Jesse must have been getting all kinds of hate, and Jesse's like, I had to unfollow you. I'm sorry about that, but I had to. I didn't want to be attached to your decisions. They hug, and I know, I know, I know, but this is one of the only times that Tom cries and actually seems like he does feel bad for other people. And he feels bad because Jesse and and Kyle and Tom Schwartz, they've been getting hate just on his behalf, like they didn't even do anything, and he feels bad for that reason. And I was like, oh, I think it, I think he does. I think he actually does feel bad for that. I mean, that's not saying a lot, but okay, fine. Schwartz goes and joins the group and presents the Tahoe trip. And Ariana goes, I don't want to be anywhere near you or my ex. And he goes, well, I thought since you guys live together and are used to being in close proximity, you know, you don't have to see him when he's when we're there, which is an interesting theory because I kind of followed his logic. I did. I kind of was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But I feel at this point, mind you, again, this is only three months after everything happened. We're watching this basically a year later. We have a very different experience now. Back then, we didn't. Back then, it was not okay. Back then, if we even saw them near each other in a picture, we were like, they're all forgiving him now. Like, we were ravenous back then. So this is only three months after, and 
I think Ariana must have felt a lot of pressure from production to film with him, and she was wanting it to be very clear that was never going to happen. She's not doing that. So she's – I mean, they. I heard a lot of horror stories about the negotiation process. I, I maintain that this was a very strange way to film the season, but they don't have two crews full-time to get, like, an entire story from Tom – from the Toms, the Toms together, basically – and then get the rest of their stories. So they were put in a very weird position, I guess, from a logistical standpoint. Lala asks a valid question. After all Sandoval's done to you, why are you standing by him? And Schwartz says, we have a really beautiful friendship. Right now it's estranged. And Lala gets all serious. And she says that Schwartz, you're going to find out what it's like to have Tom destroy him. And he kind of has, but... I don't really know what sh- what else Tom could do to Schwartz at this point, other than I really don't know. I really don't know. Ariana is savage here. She is. But I would like to rewind and remind us she had to watch and has never addre- never been able to address with him, really, because she doesn't, probably doesn't see any point, all of the shit he did last season with, with Tom Sandoval. So he hooks up. Tom, the, Tom and Raquel hook up. Schwartz knows about it the next day, probably that night. Sandoval probably left there and went, or no, Sandoval was home. Well, no. Yeah, no, he probably, did Did Sandoval not go back in? Did Sandoval go to Schwartz's from there? Because Rachel said that the next day, Sandoval called her from Schwartz's house. It's possible he spent the night at his house and then went home or went to Schwartz's. But so anyway, my point is Schwartz knew about it. Schwartz fucking knew from the beginning and then clearly agreed to film these scenes with Sandoval where the topic of conversation was how shitty Ariana was as a partner to him. That was so very clearly set up, Schwartz fully aware of what was going on so that there could be a breakup and not as much backlash later against Tom. Like it was staged. It was scripted practically. So she's pissed and I don't fucking blame her. So she's not delivering these messages all that nice. She's over it. She's and and Schwartz is not used to getting any smoke like this at all. She goes, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. And he goes, he, he's so shy. He's like, okay, I love that for you. And she says, so good luck. He goes, same to you. And then she continues, anything we say will fall on deaf ears. You're a lost cause. And Schwartz goes, don't speak on behalf of everyone else. You're not the queen of the group. Come on. Like, your ego is getting a little, like, come on. Katie backs up Ariana like a real fucking friend. She's like, no, not, that's not true. No. No, because Katie will be loyal. That She is the epitome of loyal. Even when it's very unpopular, she will do it. And Schwartz is like, to Katie, she's speaking on behalf of the whole group. And Katie goes, she can, because that's how we feel. (laughs) I don't know why that was so, she can, because that's how we feel. She is, she's speaking, that's, she's not wrong, she's not lying. She's not lying, unlike the way you or Tom would lie. No, she's, she's accurate. We've talked about it. For some, I think for some reason, Lala's crying, because she looks to be like dabbing her face with the napkin. But Ariana goes, it's not my ego that's making me tell people what to do. Schwartz Schwartz so regrets it. He's like, I know, I'm sorry I said that. I just, I missed the group dynamic. Dude, you walked right into this one. Because Ariana gets to say, the only one who ruined it is him. 
just walked right into it. I just missed the group dynamic. Don't get all, you know, boo-hoo when you're friends with Tom Sandoval, sir. It's like you just, you know, he's the one who ruined it. Of course, of course you missed the group dynamic. Do you think Ariana doesn't wish it could go back to before this happened? Yeah. Life was much better then or easier then. You know, she's in the midst of an emotionally tumultuous experience. Yeah, she. I'm sure she wishes it would go back to before then too. Okay. That's why Tom, Tom's actions blew up their lives. And that's what sucks about it because someone else did it. It's like now I have to pick up the pieces. So yeah, Schwartz, we all do. Katie goes, oh no, I'm sorry. Schwartz first goes, gosh, guys, we're trying to have a conversation. You're all ganging up on me. Okay. And Katie goes, release yourself from this torture you've been under. And then Schwartz goes, I don't really have anything else to say. I don't really know what else to say. I swear this was like Mayday, Mayday production pull me out. Like it was like a, like it was like, I don't know, I don't know what else to say, guys. Tap me out. Someone come get me. Someone save me from this. You're the ones telling me to come do these scenes, even though I know no one wants to do them. I know they're going to rip me apart. Thanks a lot. Tapping out. Safe word. When, when, when short starts going like pineapple, pineapple, that's the safe word. Production comes flying and swoops them out because they're, they're trying in their ideal world. This would all be solved by episode four because it's so much easier for them. Not solved, but like they could all be in the same room. So having a cat or multiple cats and having friends and family over to my house doesn't always go well. My cats always hide. They hide and they act like someone's going to hurt them. Literally, no human has ever hurt you. What's wrong with you? Show them how cute you are, I say. Let me tell you though, my house never smells like the litter box though. And that is because I use Pretty Litter. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent. It's lightweight, low dust. That's huge. And one six pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter. And this really gives me peace of mind. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and more. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, I don't have to lug those huge tubs from a store to my car and into my house. I will obviously not say what brand I used to use. It was so dusty and so heavy. I actually needed, I by mistake, ordered the bigger bag one time and had to call a friend to come help me open it and use it because it was that heavy. And the dust, the dust was so gross. It creates this odd film over everything. Pretty Litter is, it lives up to its name. It's pretty. But it is a big deal that I can tell if my cats have any kind of health issues going on just based on looking at the litter. That'll save a vet bill or two, you know? I count on Pretty Litter to keep my house smelling fresh and clean. You can too. Go to prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash she speaks. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, so Sheena's walking to go to the restroom and Sheena's walking by. Tom goes, hey, hey, Sheena. And she just uh, looks at him. She's like, yes, yes. Can I help you? He's like, can we like talk? You know, like, can we? but it was really, the energy was so weird because she reached out to him about Allie. He blocks her. 
Then the energy he has here is like he's happy to see her and he looks like he's going to be contrite and he looks like he he he's going to be, I don't know, <laughs> the energy we're expecting. But she's like, not here. Ugh, duh. So they meet outside and Tom changes his whole tune. Instead, he just kind of stares at her for a second. He's like, you look like a Shania Twain music video. You know, like, you know that video? And she just goes, thanks. Thanks. Tom brings up all, he's like, this is all his sweater or something. And she goes, yeah, I didn't expect getting blocked when I reached out after someone so near and dear to you passed away. She talked extra, Sheena. He's like, yeah, I just thought you were just doing it because, you know, you just wanted to say you did it. And she goes, you've known me for 14 years. You would know that that's not me. Tom goes into how hard it's been on him. And Sheena says, uh, okay, well, I reached out because it was genuine. You – or no, I'm sorry. I reached out because I have a heart. You have been acting like someone who doesn't have a heart. And then Tom's response – Everything I do is looked at in the most negative way possible. Okay. I mean, fine. Fine. I, I'll give you that. But Sheena goes, don't you think if you'd been honest and remorseful from the beginning, it could have been a different outcome? Tom goes, I mean, I can't do anything about the past. <laughs> that is, I think Jax has said that like a thousand times too. I mean, what do you want me to do about the past? My past actions that have caused you pain. What do you want me to fucking do? Huh? I'm not sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. That's what he is. That's what that's that's Tom's apology. She goes, you can apologize and be remorseful. And what is Sheena apologized to you at your house? It's like, okay. And then she goes, it's not just me, Tom. I would love to talk to Ariana. Then he goes on this whole thing. Out of everyone, she's been the least vindictive. She has every right to come after me, but Ariana doesn't get off on that shit. She doesn't want to see me get dragged to the point of like, you know, I mean, we get, we get what you're saying. I, okay, I, I back, okay. So you're saying that Ariana hasn't been too much. Okay, cool. I feel like you've already contradicted yourself from what you said before about her up to this point, but that's fine. Okay, fine. But then you somehow switch it. And make it seem like Ariana would want you guys to stop doing what you're doing. Ariana would want that. As if they don't have like a direct connection to her. He's like, Spe Ariana wouldn't want me to be in this position. Okay, cool. And then Sheena goes, nobody wants to see that, Tom. Tom's like, it was relentless. She's like, I agree. That's why we stopped. That's why we stopped a while ago. And then she tells him, well, actually, while we're on this topic, you should stop using Schwartz and Rachel in your shows and like... I, by the great point, great point, because Tom keeps not ex, not showing up honestly on these cameras here. Like at the reunion, when he tried to be like, I'm just sorry, Ariana. I just love you so much. And, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. I just want you happy. That's why she was like, I'm giving you nothing right now because this is all bullshit. You've been coming in and terrorizing me and my friends who've been trying to comfort me during this, telling us we got it, we're too loud. And they weren't being loud. She's like, we just watch TV. We don't like even listen to music really. But he just didn't like all the cars there and just being a terror. Then in front of the cameras, he's like, I'm just sorry, Ariana. I'm so happy that you had people there for you. Meanwhile, you did not want people there for her. You thought it was ridiculous. You went to Rachel's apartment after it all came out and complained about all the cars. It's funny because, like, I couldn't throw a party for myself. But, like, she's not throwing a party, you psycho. So don't. 
sir. But Sheena goes, everything you are doing is the definition of a narcissist. Tom goes, it's not. You should look it up. What? Sheena goes, a narcissist is never going to admit they're a narcissist. And he goes, yeah, that's why Lala won't admit she's one. She's not a narcissist, honestly. She is very ego-driven, for sure, for sure. But she's not a narcissist. Narcissistic personality traits are very different, very specific. They're not just being confident or egotistical. I mean, I don't think Lala's all the greatest whatever, but she's not a narcissist. That's not – it's a textbook thing that we're talking about. Ooh, there is some drama going on on the road outside. Ooh. Uh, is like, well, she's not, and that's offensive, so I'm going to go. And Tom's like, oh, I'm going to get her right here. He goes, you should know that after that Nima interview, I had to really talk her down. I just want you to know that. Sheena gives a good pause here. She pauses and she goes, but she said it, Tom. And Tom, ooh, 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 he goes, but like, is it really your business? Fucking, but she, I've been saying this all day. Well, when my character is being questioned, yes, it is my business. I'm not even exaggerating. That's exactly how she said it. My character is being questioned. Yes, it is my business. 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 That's how she said it. Tom's like, this is so twisted. He goes, but it wouldn't have ever even been had you not brought it up to begin with. Meaning, had you not told Ariana what Nima said to you about what I, you know, all this shit. If you hadn't even brought it up, it wouldn't have even been a problem. And Sheena is, she's right to say, okay, no, 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 you're the one who fucked Raquel. That's what, I'm done. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's going to be a thing. What? People saying you fucked Raquel, didn't tell anybody, blew up the, that's, it is going to be a thing because you're failing to realize that part. That's the very crucial part you're failing to realize, sir. Huh? And then Tom has a whole little moment that I did not believe at all, even though maybe he's being sincere, but... He's like, you know, losing Sheena as a friend has been really hard. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know. So the after show, as I've said a thousand times, must see, must watch. It's vital viewing. Why we haven't had these every seat? Well, I guess I get why. Because they, they're hard. They get, like, they're a lot of work. You got to pay them to be there, too. Um, but I want them to, like, force them to watch last season. Because I want, I want Schwartz to talk about, what was this scene about, huh, sir? But instead, they get to dissect Ariana's behavior, and it gives Schwartz a chance to, you know, complain even more about how totally turned off he was by Ariana in that moment when she was like, I've given up on you a long time ago. I don't, I'm sure he was. It wasn't meant for him to like it, just so we're clear. You know, there's, it's, it's a really weird thing for women. It's like, we have to be likable. That's a requirement. You can be shady and all that stuff, but you have to still be likable. And Ariana wasn't looking for him to like her. Ariana isn't looking for him to like her. Ariana has nothing left for him. And yeah, so he's not going to like her right now. But it's not ego. However, they get on the topic of him calling her the queen of the group. And thank God Lala's like, you know what? Yeah, why not? And uh, James is like, there's always a queen of the group every year. I don't know what that accent was. Um, 
But they, but Lala give, gives her props, and it's like, yeah, she deserves it, dude. She got totally humiliated last season. Like, let her have, let her have her queen moment. And Sheena goes, yeah, no, they're both right. There's always a queen. It's never been me, and I support the queens because they're all my friends. But I've never had a good season on this show because Lala's like, what? And she goes, I've never had, a, I've never been the most liked on this show. But Lala's fucking right here. She goes, well, honestly, being the queen is like the state of mind. Like, I always feel like I'm the queen of the group. And Sheena's just like, mm-hmm. but it's true. Because, Sheena, you, when, when, when James says there's a queen of the season, it's not really like what you're trying, what you're viewing it in your head. You had your whole wedding season and you had, that was your queen season. Like, what else could it have been? Stassi was out of the group. You were kind of the queen because then you and Katie made up and Stassi was out. So you had a season, but like no one really has. Katie definitely has had nothing but tough seasons. Maybe she's had a redemption season, but don't play this bullshit with me, Sheena. Don't fucking play. No one owes you anything from this show. And she wants to blame the show. I know it's like you weren't likable because you weren't likable. My gosh, she just turned that. She took that in such a weird direction. Schwartz uh, goes on and on about Ariana's ego getting bad, that whole thing. It was just so gross. It was so bad. And then Sandoval takes this opportunity to say, this is what I dealt with behind closed doors. What? Did you say something terrible and horrible and treat her like shit? And then she responded, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I'm failing to understand why this is such a problem. Shut the hell up. Ariana says, because they're talking about all these opportunities, like have all of these opportunities gone to your head type of thing. She's a bit, she's very defensive. And I kind of don't blame her to be fair, because people have, been pretty upset with her. I'm not going to lie. Even I was. At one point, I remember she did, um, remember the, the like clickbaity ad she did for, I think it was an invest or a financial advisor company. I can't remember, but she was showing moving boxes and we all were like, she's moving. Oh my God, she's moving. And it turned out it was just, I'm moving my stuff around to get my finances in order. I was like, oh, that was fucking annoying. I don't like that. I didn't like it. But I'm over it. I'm over it. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think her ego has gotten bigger. But the hard thing is the more attention you give someone uh, and the more they accept it, the more you're going to eventually resent them and be like, oh, so you think you should have it. It's very much like that Mean Girls moment where where uh, Gretchen goes, wow, you're really pretty. And Katie goes, oh, thanks. She goes, so you agree. You think you're really pretty. Like, don't accept the compliment. Why did you accept the compliment? So you think you think you're you think you deserve this? You think you should have this? So Ariana accepting Dancing with the Stars in Chicago. Oh, so you think you think you're better than us is how they're all feeling. Except for James, of course. James is like, bitches, I've been out here hustling and I'm doing my thing. You know, but Sheena and Lala, what the fuck have they been doing? So they're like, wait, what? Katie, though, Katie's so fucking supportive. I love it because Katie's like, you should feel cooler. Like, I feel like you should feel cooler. And Ariana's very uncomfortable. And she honestly is in a fucked up situation in this space because she could own it. Actually, that would have been kind of badass if she was like, fuck yeah, I am feeling myself. No, my God, the backlash she would get. But it's, she wants to downplay it. It's like, she goes, I don't feel any cooler you know, like, ugh, she's kind of, she's she's very much giving a grumpy cat, like, okay, like really downplaying the whole thing, but probably because she feels like she has to. She's being asked if her ego's gotten big. 
So she's like, we're putting her in a fucked up position. Why did no one ask Tom if his ego got, oh, did they? If his ego got too big. Did they? Actually, maybe they have. I want to, I'll take that back. I retract my initial statement because I feel like he, we might have called him out on his ego. Not like he would accept it or anything. And, and honestly, his ego has just always been bad. Tom's, period. End of story. And Sheena, she, like in terms of if they see a difference, Sheena's like, I mean, I don't hear from her as much. I'll say that. She returns less and less texts. She never asks, I don't think, how anyone else is doing, right? Does she ask you guys? James is not here for this. She, meanwhile, Lala is like, she's never been like that. But James is like, no, 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 we have a friendship like that. She, How are you doing? How are things going? We check in. But I don't know what it's like for you guys. So James is like, uh-uh, we're not, there's no, I'm not going to do this, guys. Also, really, Sheena? Really, Sheena? Sheena, please. Sheena, you have been notorious for being a shitty friend. Oh, throughout the years, yes, you have. So I don't want to hear that bullshit, okay? And if you had talked to Ariana about that, if you had said to her, I feel like you're not reaching out, you don't think for a second that Ariana would check herself and adjust? She would. So don't, I don't like that, Sheena. Uh-uh, don't like that, okay? Because, but then Lala's like, you know who's actually rarely reached out and asked how I'm doing? Ariana, Tom, and Katie. I'm like, isn't Katie your friend? Like your good friend? Hmm. I don't know about that. She's like, they also don't really put me up and they don't like toot my own horn or like promote me a lot. But she's like, then again, I do that enough myself. I'm like, mm, that's also an interesting thing to note. Tom, there's a whole moment about Tom talking about how the end of his relationship with Rachel went. Uh, he pretty much blames her, but he's like, I mean, but I have some blame. Okay. But then he blames it on her parents not liking him. So therefore, something you did, sir. And her publicist was always like, optics, optics, optics. Like, well, that's the publicist's job, sir. <laughs> that's their only job is to worry about optics. It's the like definition of the role. So, sir, the podcast with Nima, uh, Tom is like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I didn't see anything in the press about any of them when they went through their things. Um, I'm, I I hear the reason I'm talking about it is because I'm like, Dad, is that true? Was it super fucked up of Nima to do that? I don't know. It wasn't like a great interview by any means, but I don't know if it was fucked up because they are all in the public eye. And I don't know. These are just like facts of the matter. I don't know. It's a tough one. They have a huge group of friends. They're all connected. And so like other store. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm very torn on it. Tom's Tom's new group of payroll friends. Katie's like, yeah, his new group sucks. But also um, he's clearly had a group of friends that have been co-signing and saying nothing's wrong with his behavior when he was doing that shit with Rachel. So. What she's trying to say is, like, clearly he's just had trash people in his life for a while. And also then Ariana, too. But I think that's more the band. The band who, like, pretended they didn't see what was going on. Or actually fully saw what was going on and didn't care, I guess, to tell. Well, it's not really their job to tell Ariana. And those weren't necessarily mutual friends. Um, Ariana wasn't – I don't think Ariana would consider herself, like, their friend, the band – like, with the band. Clearly not. Clearly. But um, yeah, the after show is a lot for sure. It's very vital, very vital viewing. 
And it's going to make the reunion even more interesting because they've already addressed a lot of these things. So we can kind of speed up past stuff a little bit because they've already talked about it. Hopefully. I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, you guys. <laughs> I am so overwhelmed with my thoughts on Vanderpump Rules. I, I, I keep trying to make content, but I kept stopping. Like I have all these drafts of different things. And so I'm like, that. I don't know if I want to say it like that. How do I... It's there's just there's so many layers of this cast right now, layers and layers upon layers of history and dynamics and things. So I get ahead of myself and overwhelmed, and it's it, it's a very complex season to to cover, very very complicated. Anywho, all right, I'm going to go. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way, guys, for the for all who celebrate, if it's even a thing to celebrate. Um, I hope you are good out there. All right, guys. Love ya. Mean it. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. This show is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Emily, and brought to you in partnership with Cloud10 Media. If you are looking for bonus content, check out the Patreon. The link is in the description. To show some support, you can hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Another free way to support the pod, please rate and or review on whatever platform you listen. It's free and it helps the algorithm or something. You could also head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks and buy me a coffee or two. Make sure you're following me on all social medias. I am She's Speaking with Emily Hanks across all platforms, threads, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. Thank you guys. See you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.